2: Hello, you beautiful people. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the eSports Rewind Podcast. For audio listeners, Xan is shaking his head at me because I have messed up, and I am sorry to all of you out there. <laughs> to be fair, it's,
3: it's, it's always me, it's, man. It's, well, to be, you're also the lead content creator, so technically it has to be you. I mean, you <laughs> upload what... 30 videos a week, so... Yeah, and I've messed up. Uh, In case
2: you guys Mm -hmm. missed it, we might talk about in the back half of the podcast very Mm -hmm. shortly. We have been temporarily banned on YouTube. Uh, We're not sure if you'll be seeing this on YouTube or listening Mm -hmm. audio-wise, but hopefully we'll be back shortly. We are in touch with them based off a little misunderstanding. But besides that wild, wild story, it continues to be wild here in esports and gaming. So you ready to kick this one off?
3: Yeah, by all means, let's hit it.
2: All right, all of you folks, enjoy the episode. Here we go. And, Xanifer I got my phone out for this first one Ooh. because it's a bit of a timeline I do not want to mess up. Mm. That being
3: 48 hours with Vicstar this past week,
2: which has been utterly insane.
3: Especially the way that this took charge of the entire news cycle. Dude, mainstream outlets were like, what's going on yeah, in gaming? BBC was like we need to cover this? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> New York Times was like you know what, North America sucks at video games BBC was like, yo, Warzone has a lot of cheaters. <laughs> yeah. um, in case you guys missed it, a quick 48 hours with Vickstar this past week has been just kind of crazy for the guy, but also has made some great strides with mm. Activision now responding. It was first after all the rampant issues we have talked about with Warzone, no anti cheat and plenty of Call of Duty cheaters, Vicstar posts a video where he quits Warzone. Then he makes worldwide news of with BBC within around 24 hours. In that same 24 hour span, he is then accused of cheating, and thus that's why he quit Warzone so he would not be caught. And then in that same 24 hour span, we wake up to find out that Activision has actually responded to Vicstar, opened up a direct line of communication, and even further so, in the same 48 hour span, he gets the second biggest band wave to be set by Activision because following response where apparently they're in talks with vicstar we then find out that yes there was a giant bandwave wave hit the second biggest one since the game's uh release this being around sixty thousand accounts have been banned and now thankfully i don't know if this again probably Uh knock on some wood as of this morning we've had symphony we've had maven we've had bobby poff i think blast as well a ton of warzone players and streamers come out and say ever since this wave the game has had a giant noticeable change. Mm -hmm. Sorry for that rant, by the way. No, no, totally (laughs) fine.
3: And I think, yeah, good on Activision for finally responding a good several months late. Um, (laughs) Like, hey open the their they opened their email shout out to that good good on them for they banning. Opened BBC yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. see oh, realistically, speaking, <laughs> realistically speaking that's probably what happened the BBC article came out and then Bobby caught it got a call from one of his like millionaire friends it's and like, Bobby was Yo, like Bobby your game has cheated bro <laughs> BBC's talking trash about you my guy what's going on Bobby checks his wallet y'all got eight bills <laughs> y'all yeah,
2: respond to this one like if you guys yeah. did not catch it Activision Blizzard record-breaking sales but mm. to your point like transparency is key. That's what we, we yeah. talked about this last yeah, week. That's
3: literally, that's all the community's really been
2: asking for here. We don't even want the, ch- we want the change, yeah. but the transparency and communication, everyone praises that stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause it
3: doesn't happen. Cause it's rare. And I think it's worth noting that, hey, get on them for the second biggest band wave that they've had as a company, right? That's cool. But real talk, if you look at that on the scale of where these band waves usually come into play, yeah, it's nothing. Usually a game comes out with a band wave, and it's hundreds of thousands of accounts, if not millions. For CSGO, it's been that way. Yep. Yeah, especially for a free game where... Realistically speaking, does it matter if you ban Trickshotter four twenty XX who's hacking? If five seconds later he just makes Trickshotter X Hacker XX two, <laughs> like as his as a as free account? account? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. And
2: we've seen cheaters brag about having five accounts, ten accounts, thirty mm-hmm. accounts. We can't prove that legitimacy, but we know cheaters have multiple accounts. Right, and if it's just as easy to make a new account and, of course, not mm-hmm. get caught that the problem is still existing. But with people claiming that it has been a bit different, it seems that the enforcement and the tracking down of cheaters has been a bit more of a higher frequency by Activision's side. Can they maintain that
4: mm-hmm. uh,
2: whilst apparently lacking an anti-cheat, which they also made sure to update, they are making improvements on? So transparency is key. Communication is great. We will see if the, the change has now been brought up. And if it was all kind of jump-started by Vickstar, as to what you say was months after everyone else was complaining. So, uh-huh. um, hey, you know it is, what it is. Credit where it's due. Good Activision. We'll talk about you next week.
3: All right, Jake. So uh, I kind of wish you hadn't ended the segment like that because we're talking about Activision again. Great. <laughs> and once last last uh, last story was a bit of a positive. Good job, Activision. This one is a bit of a uh oh. What'd you do, Activision? Story. Uh, a couple weeks back, we shared a story of Apex Legends being called out by an independent dev. Be- uh, they were being accused of copying the design of a character from Bulletville. Uh, it was fairly generic design. The indie dev didn't seem like that mad about it. And, you know, it, they just made some posts about it on Twitter, and then everybody forgot about it five minutes later. This is kind of similar, but taken to the next level. In the best of ways. (laughs) In the best of ways, but it's not good for Activision? Very much not good. Because it has escalated to uh, Activision actually catching a lawsuit. Like a for real, for real lawsuit. Activision? Activision. Okay. Yeah, Tell Tell us more. Come on. So basically, the broad strokes of the situation is that... uh, Are you familiar with the character Mara in Modern Warfare and Warzone? She's like one of the first female operators, I think.
2: Or I, I like want to say yes, but... You
3: might have seen her at some point. I probably time, recognize right? her face. She yeah, seems yeah. awesome. She uh-huh. seems pretty. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool character design, right? Uh, basically, there's this guy out there named Clayton Hogan. Uh, my apologies if I mispronounced that name. But anyway, he's alleging that the design for Mara was stolen entirely from a design he made for his story uh, forever ago. Um, basically, it fe- his story featured a character named k janus and in 2017 uh clayton hired this actress and twitch streamer named uh alex zedra to model as his character from his story to help spread the word about the story right Uh get some like promotional images out there so you can get like a movie deal tv deal something like that you know pretty normal for you know the writing industry uh went pretty well the pictures are out there and have been out there for years right turns out the people at call of duty may have seen those pictures and really liked them too (laughs) Because they went out of their way to hire that same model, Alex Zedra, to model as a strong, skilled female fighter. Mara. Mara. (laughs) They then asked Alex to get the exact same clothing and gear that she used in the Clayton photo shoot, allegedly. (laughs) They then allegedly went out of their way to hire the same makeup artist from that original photo shoot and even insisted, allegedly, that that's...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like how you keep on... (laughs)
3: Don't don't hurt us. Yeah, yeah. allegedly. All, all allegations, folks. Oh my god! <laughs> they then had that uh, had that same makeup makeup artist and uh, the actress find uh, the exact same look and find the exact same hair extension piece that was used, even from that original photo same actress, actress, same
2: makeup artist, same hair extension, <laughs> same general outfit, uh, same,
3: allegedly, the exact same outfit. Was requested at the very least. Oh Look my literally goodness <laughs> Activision. If this is true. If this uh-huh. is true. Clayton also claims that Activision had these original photo shoot images hung up around the studio as reference images for creating the final model for Mara. So, this seems allegedly as blatant as it gets. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because in case yeah. you guys missed it, Zan's first reference was back to our last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about, was that back to EA Games? Uh, that was of, EA Games. Because of Apex yeah. Legends, their mm-hmm. character Fuse was mm-hmm. actually supposedly, allegedly based off and uh. that kind of seemed to be a bit more hairy, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, no no real proof. Could, this have, one, could have been a coincidence.
2: With Clayton's accusations. And again, he's going for the big dog, D mm-hmm. B. Yeah, D B. So do we have any updates on this circumstance? You the know, story,
3: it, it just broke this week. Um, the allegations are out there. No response from Activision that I've seen outside of like the general oh, yeah, a story fine. I haven't
2: I haven't actually heard about this one yeah
3: not a, not a ton of coverage of this one but it is fascinating to me because this all seems to paint Activision in a really bad light and if it's all at all like vaguely true I don't see how they get out of this one mm-hmm. especially because uh, Clayton basically wraps up the lawsuit in general by saying that uh, Activision tried to keep this under wraps by having everyone involved sign NDAs so
2: so who broke then
3: who knows? Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's the situation as it wow. stands. Um, it's possible that Clayton just knew about all this, perhaps. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody said something to him after seeing one of his images and being like, that looks like the Clayton thing.
2: Wow, that'll be interesting to see if they settle out. Yeah, I mean, we've covered yeah. a lot of lawsuits that generally get settled and we don't really hear updates from mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Echo Fox. Yeah. I mean, some big ones out there that mm-hmm. you really don't ever find out the finite details of who wins slash loses. Is you can only assume. Yeah. Um, that This will be a big one, obviously, to keep you guys posted on as well. The only thing we heard about Activision this week and some big, big news was $8 billion in revenue. Uh-huh. Hopefully some of that All going... All these cheaters banned. Yeah, hopefully some hey. of that going towards Clayton's way if he does have a fair say if
3: he does have evidence which you know it sounds like homeboy probably got some receipts to pull up yeah and it is worth mentioning that mara uh the character that was allegedly stolen was featured very heavily in a lot of Warzone's marketing so if that's like one of your poster child characters this this, could be big yeah it could be big
2: all right we will see if clayton wins any money from activision based off this lawsuit and Mm. the evidence out there allegedly (laughs) like
1: any good team According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply.
2: And this next one is a battle. It is Mm. a feud between characters, and I should say, not characters, they're real people. Uh, (laughs) They are players and well-known figures in three different scenes, Mm. Fortnite versus CSGO, Versus League of Legends. Oh, yeah. I got a spicy one for you, dude. You got
3: to when there's some AOE damage with a good fight, you know?
2: Dude, you send out one tweet, you hit different markets, Uh different Uh esports, you know you got a banger out there. (laughs) It actually starts off with Young Calc from the Fortnite scene. He says, on some real crap, being a pro is one of the most stressful things Mm -hmm. you can be. This went on to be quoted by a former CSGO pro known as my boy, mm-hmm. Dick Stacey. Now, I will say what he says, certainly controversial. He actually quotes that tweet. He says, LOL, what? Being a pro is one of the least stressful and best things you can be. Grinding a video game you love versus the best flexible, lifest- uh, versus the best flexible lifestyle and hours, all while having the potential to travel the world and getting paid good money. My crap this morning was more stressful. And then, even Mm. more so from the League of Legends space, we know LS. He says, um, actually in response to this, he just goes LOL with a bunch of question marks, follows up by saying, uh, he's actually quoting Dick Stacey's take, saying it's not Mm. stressful. He goes, this can't be real. The mental damage and taxation at the highest levels is insane. The fear of failure, burnout, and creeping job security leading to people sabotaging, sabotaging others and other things is quite the opposite of quote unquote, stress free. So this kind of t- uh, take on being compared, uh, whether it be streaming or uh, being a pro esports player compared to like a real nine to five, if you want to call mm. it, a, you know, it, I, I a think, more
3: like traditional office job perhaps. Yes, or... uh, more t-
2: a typical job than being a gamer, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly it's it's a weird comparison to make. Mm-hmm. There are probably way too many stringents to have a perfect a perfect take on this. Right. So what are your gen? What's your general take right away when I give you the the Fortnite take of, of Calc, mm-hmm. then CS:GO, Dick Stacy, and then League of Legends, LA?
3: Uh the thing is I kind of see where everybody's coming from on this is which is why I always right? think it's it's a dumb thing to say in the first place because real, let's be real here literally everybody's life is hard I know very few people who Amen. have just like Stress-free. straight up like an easy chill life like regardless of how successful they are right like I think my most successful friends who probably don't have to work anymore in their life like they still have tons of like stressful stuff to deal with it's just like a different category you know Yeah um I think it it could definitely be argued that being a pro gamer for a lot of people would be less stressful than what they're doing currently. You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would enjoy that more, but that's such a subjective thing. And there's definitely tons of people who would find it less stressful to, I don't know, be working a job at McDonald's than being a pro gamer. Yeah. They'd be chilling.
2: Or vice versa. There's Mm -hmm. someone who'd rather have a stable job working nine to five as opposed to what LS's point being, the fear of not making it and burnout. And what if you burn out or don't make it years in mm -hmm. and then starting a regular job becomes all the harder. Right. I like the where you come from because it is so subjective based on personal circumstance. There mm. is no right answer here. Right. I see where a lot of them are coming. I actually personally, I slightly lean towards probably the fact that it is very, very stressful. Mm. But that kind of goes with your point as well. Every job has its stresses. There are not many yeah. people out there who day in and day out just lackadaisically are like, "Woo,
3: Just so, chill in. It's like, so easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like
2: Everything you uh-huh. work towards, and, and of course, it, especially... In a very, very competitive when you approach the upper echelon of any job market, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be all the more stressful and all the more competitive. So I I definitely see where all sides are coming. I would lean more towards the fact that, yeah, you look at these top-tier gamers – it's, it's definitely stressful. I think it's easy to look at video games as relaxing. Mm-hmm. Eh, you scrim 12 hours a day. It's not so relaxing anymore, right? Yeah, when you're trying to stay ahead of the curve of the younger generation and other people who want your freaking spot and mm-hmm. want your freaking paycheck, to me... I'm glad I'm not a pro gamer.
3: Yeah, I think that's a really important point that a lot of people kind of overlook when it comes to eSports and gaming is how rapidly this industry changes. Mm -hmm. Where like, say if you're working as a programmer, right? You could be chilling for like three, four years before you see like huge, huge shifts and you got to be worrying about like younger generation coming up and like immediately booting you out of your position. I know tons of programmers who are just like chilling. They've been chilling for like literally decades, Mm -hmm. you know, because The industry doesn't change literally every five seconds. But in eSports and gaming, there's a new game coming out. There's new streaming trends to be aware of. A lot of it is you building your own brand independently. Your views are down. Or,
2: um, you know, there's a a new meta that comes out. Mm -hmm. Or there's a younger generation that all of a sudden is very, very good at the game. Or your game dies. It's Mm -hmm. just...
3: So many things that are out of your control entirely that you just have to keep track of constantly and still try to perform at the highest level possible. I think, you know, it's easy to argue that esports and game is much more stressful than a lot of people give it credit for. Yeah, I think
2: outside looking in, you generally look towards the top and you Mm. see the ninjas and the shrouds and the, the, you know, the docs and XQCs, the people Mm. who have already made it. And you don't see the people that didn't make it. You know, it's a very short shelf life for a lot of gamers out there that goes for pros and streamers. So, yeah, me personally speaking, I think there's just about every job out there entails its stress, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to, you know, the top tier competitive gamers. That's just like, you know, in, in my opinion, the NFL, the NBA, right, yeah. in, entirely very, very stressful. You see the big money and you think, oh, it's fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Still make it doesn't take away the stress of wanting right, to right. last and survive in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they all have, you know, different takes for sure. But what do you guys think? Let's do the easy part. Pass yeah, it yeah. on to them.
3: Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, so I figured I'd uh, wrap up my last story of the week with uh, touching base on something we probably wouldn't have covered on the channel or the site, but it's just a fun story that was wacky and wild, and I'm shocked that it happened in the gaming industry. we're going to take a look at Pokemon real quick. Oh. <laughs> First time, and probably have we ever talked about Pokemon um, on the podcast? Yes, I was I luckily able to once mm. with
2: Logic uh, because he's oh, a co owner in an esports organization. Uh, he had his Twitch deal and then bought mm. over a $300,000 Pokemon card. So you right, right. just trying to pick in. Yeah. Pull my way to cover him. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one time I think we've actually been able to cover it.
3: We might have talked about like the competitive Pokemon scene, like maybe once, like maybe briefly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, this is just a fun story. Uh, so have you ever traded Pokemon with anyone? I don't know if you played Luckily,
2: Pokemon, no. I, I, I um I unfortunately lost all my Pokemon oh. in Yu Gi Oh as a kid, maybe it. My neighbor bought them all for me for a quarter. I didn't know what a quarter was worth. <laughs> <at. Okay. laughs> I hate my life. Oh, that's, that's tragic, my God. <laughs> yeah, anyway.
3: You just turn around and see him selling it on eBay like t- a couple 20 years bucks, later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Great investment for him, though. Uh-huh, Congrats, uh-huh. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so this story comes to us from the webmaster behind uh, Sarah B. A Pokemon website. Uh, basically, you yeah, had this guy in Japan who just got arrested the other day for selling Pokemon. And may actually be facing some jail time. we we'll Selling Pokemon. As in? Selling Pokemon in the games even, not cars. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: interesting. Yeah. This is the guy that had the data thing, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> he did something dirty. No, no. Actually, totally, these weren't like the craziest Pokemon. All he was doing is modding Pokemon to be like shiny or have better stats. In-game? In-game. What the frick? Yeah, yeah. So standard like modding stuff, right? And he was selling it to people online. Apparently, very lucrative business. He made uh, upwards of $10,000 since last November, I believe it was. And uh, Japanese authorities are not too happy about it. Frick, man. (laughs) Because apparently, in Japan, it is illegal to mod game saves or data at all.
2: So this man... I thought, I can sell in-game Pokemon. I'm just confused how this whole thing works. Like, So
3: basically, he would get like a super rare Pokemon, right? Yeah. Uh, he would mod to get that Pokemon, something you probably wouldn't be able to achieve without hundreds of hours of playtime, right? Yeah. He then had a service where he would sell these modded Pokemon to other people. And then just trade it to you? Yeah, yeah. And he would just like send it to them online after they sent him like payment or okay, whatever. Okay, right? gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And highly frowned upon in Japan. Carries a rather, rather steep fine for some people and can carry, like, I believe up to five years of jail time.
2: Oh, that'd be hard to explain
3: to the cellmate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, right? Can you imagine? You ask, what are you in here? In for.
2: I got this dude a Mewtwo <laughs> shiny. <laughs> He's like, whoa! <laughs> I can get you one too. If you get me out of here. <laughs> so, uh, do we know what his sentence is going to be? Not,
3: not quite yet. I just thought it was like something fun and like Dude, wild. That's just, is, like,
2: I mean, because we covered a story this week as well. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in Czech Republic mm-hmm. who um, had not paid for; he had stolen. Only partially paid for an in-game CS:GO skin, mm. and he's facing, I think it was eight years in prison. <laughs> it, I mean, you think about it though; yeah. it, it's just like stealing a lot from a grocery store that you should not be stealing. That the skin's mm. worth fourteen hundred bucks when the average salary in Czech Republic is
3: twenty grand a year.
2: Uh. All right, now you're talking about what math?
3: That might that might be a little noticeable, yeah, yeah, perhaps. You know, it's,
2: you know, a month's wage for some people. So mm. I mean, that's an incredible amount of money. So, yeah. but it is crazy to relate it back to gaming. That all mm. of a sudden you're doing something with Pokemon and you're facing five years behind bars
3: yeah it's just wild to see the disparity where like over here you have so many people hacking cheating constantly and that
2: is it is a weird comparison yeah
3: most of the time people over here like your isp of all things might just be like calm down guy. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, this
2: might be a weird stringent, but you think about the old, old I by power match fixing case, Mm -hmm. you match fix in other countries over in the, in the Asian region, you Mm -hmm. could face jail time. So like by a lot of eyes out there, the I by power guys are lucky to have never been sentenced or faced Mm -hmm. more severe punishment than they were of being banned only in that game. Right. They didn't face any legal repercussions that, that I think we know about. So yeah, it's crazy to know that certain regions you got to be careful. You got to watch kind of, out. Yeah, yeah. Not just to face repercussions in that game, but in real life. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in, a, in a very weird sense, video mm. game punishments can
3: carry real carry consequences. Carry over to real life. Yeah. So, yeah. So be careful uh-huh. with your Pokemon. Yeah. Maybe, maybe watch out. Earn, Think twice before you Yeah. Cheat. How about
2: you freaking earn your Pokemon, okay? Like everyone else <laughs> did when we were kids.
3: Yeah. We climbed uphill both ways <laughs> for our Pikachu. Yeah, bro. I
2: spent those hours in the game. <laughs> and very shortly, Zen, I thought we'd end on this one. Just mm. a very quick note that we, um, we are facing some. Some uh, things on the channel here want to wrap on YouTube. Up with this, for sure, for sure. We are not really sure, as of us recording, what the punishment will be. But of mm. course, whatever it might be, we do fully accept from YouTube side of things. Um, I just thought we might as well bring it up for anyone who was curious if we were kind of shadow banned. I believe our channel might be hard to find right now. Mm. We are currently not allowed to upload for seven full days due to do, um, some misunderstanding of YouTube guidelines and uh, a video I had uh, about a Madden Twitch streamer who was yelling at his at his, at his baby. And unfortunately Mm. so, we played that very short, you know, 30-second clip, and we are now facing the unfortunate punishment for that.
3: Yeah, to give a very brief uh, overall TLDR of the situation, uh, if you guys remember the situation a couple weeks back, a Madden streamer, you know, had a little bit of a gamer moment, started shouting at uh, the game itself, and then shouting at his kid afterwards, moving the kid off of his lap to the side. Yep. Very, like, you know, it was a horrible clip uh, for a lot of reasons, and the focus of our video was really highlighting how that type of behavior is so unacceptable as well as a really swift reaction from the community. Yeah, there was no... Like, really rejecting no, that behavior overall. Yeah, but
2: there were warnings in the video. We obviously were not, you know, going out and praising
3: any action Yeah, the whatsoever. curse words were all censored and everything. Yep. But, yeah, we definitely understand how that could have fallen afoul of YouTube guidelines, and, you know, we're in communication with a couple of representatives from YouTube right now. Uh, the part that, you know, really is unfortunate for us is that the only reason that this, that this is a concern as opposed to just a, a warning is because we already had a warning on our channel from a video that we uploaded back in last September, October-ish uh, about a, two PUBG players Yep, that we got flagged for being uh, a child safety concern uh, despite no children being in that video. Yep, uh, We appealed that initial warning. It uh, got accepted. And so we were like, okay, cool. We're in the clear. Fine. Uh, they realize it's all good. Uh, we re-uploaded the video. Uh, they flagged it again and then for some reason rejected the second appeal. Um, So I think by all metrics, we have a pretty good um, I'd say case to make for ourselves that if anything, this uh, this most recent strike should just should be a be warning. warning. Yep. Um, Which but,
2: we fully accept because this was, you know, just our misunderstanding of the guidelines. So yeah, yeah. kind of unfortunate circumstance with a prior video where we had two very clearly adult PUBG players who hmm. got in a fight on stream that resulted in a warning that we do not believe should have been given to us. And thus, because we already had that warning, this next one, this next strike. Elevates to a strike. Elevates yeah. uh, elevates to a strike with a seven day ban. So, yeah. um, it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the platform that we do love. It's the reason why we have our jobs, mm-hmm. um, and it's certainly one of our our platforms we choose to uh, upload on and will in the future. So, hopefully, YouTube will be in touch with us, and we are currently talking to them. Yeah. But um, yeah, big old uh, fat. L for me this week.
3: I think for all of us, you know, it's it's gonna be it's it's an unfortunate situation, one that we've already, you know, taken steps to assure won't be <clears throat> something we have to worry about in the future. All I can say is in the meantime, uh check in on Twitter. We'll be posting stuff there, as well as uh Instagram, Twitter at Instagram esports, underscore outro, talk underscore esports, Instagram esports As well as our website, esportstalk.com. Uh, I figure I might as well here, and we can keep the outro <laughs> brief. <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. we
2: are currently temporarily not going to be upload to YouTube videos, guys. Hopefully, mm. by the time this video does go live, things will be resolved. Knock on wood. We shall see. As per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Outro will be a bit shorter this time around. Indeed, huh? indeed, <laughs> it will. Uh, it's obviously still been a wild week, and we appreciate all you guys watching, all you guys listening, all right? So until next time, uh, Zan, hit him with that. Yow, yow, yao dro.
3: You know, thank you all for you know choosing to spend some time with us today. Uh, as always, shout out to our audio listeners out there. Thank you for joining us here on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, alongside a lot of other fantastic gaming and esports podcasts. Uh, I already let you guys know where you can find our daily content. We'll be back on YouTube soon. Uh, I just wanted to end off by saying thank you so much for everybody who's tuned in. Uh, we just hit three hundred and fifty thousand subscribers this week on YouTube, Ooh. which is a huge milestone for us, and that has opened up some doors. We're about to have some very exciting conversations with some other potential partners in the industry in the next co- couple weeks. We some big announcements coming out around that. Twenty twenty one is going to be quite the year for us, I think, and. Uh, I think we stumbled a little bit here, but hey! hey, we're gonna we're gonna pick up sprinting pretty soon.
2: I stumbled, and I'm ready to, <laughs> to keep on sprinting. All right, yeah. I, I miss uploading already. I'm itching at the waist, so we'll see you guys back here next week, same time, same day, with the Esports Rewind podcast. Until then, take care, gamers. We'll see you soon.